Hi, this is Sharice with Community Birth Center. Uh, thank you for joining us today for another podcast. This is our June podcast month, and we're kicking off with today's um, session on traditional healing, um, especially focusing on herbal healing and therapy, and also on homeopathy. So the first part of our conversation is going to be with Kathy Garber, who is the founder of Mountain Meadow Herbs. And our second part of our podcast is going to be with Michelle Neal, our resident expert midwife in homeopathy. So um, so to get us started, I'll introduce Kathy. Um, as I said, she was founder of Mountain Meadow Herbs in 2003, self-taught in all of just built an amazing company by being self-taught and she ended up selling the company in 2008 to a naturopathic physician from Switzerland. And so welcome. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much for joining us. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what, what made you start looking into herbs as, you know, healing for healing. All right. Well, um, more than anything else, I'm a mom. I have four children. My oldest son, um, unfortunately, was seemed okay when he was born, but within the first two years, I knew something was really wrong. And I kept taking him back to the doctor, and they would tell me, well, his ears are a little red. He looks like he might have a sore throat, but, you know, he would have really high temperatures and um, just was not thriving. So finally, um, when he was around two years old, they figured out he had a pretty rare condition that it's a blockage at the end of the bladder. And um, it does a lot of damage to the bladder, but more importantly, the kidneys are severely damaged by this. So a surgery was done to take that blockage out, but they really couldn't do anything for his kidneys. So he's two years old, and he has about 40% of his kidney function at that time. And they told us to expect dialysis in another two years, and uh, they were pretty much right on. At four years old, he was an end-stage kidney failure, um, and just not doing well at all. The prognosis was pretty grim. They were saying it's eight years until he would be old enough for a transplant. And he would need to be on dialysis that entire time. And if you have children, you know it's not really what you want for your child. Mm-hmm. And so I was pretty determined to just find a way, a different way, to help him. I knew really nothing about herbs or dietary supplements, but I felt certain that there was a way. And if I could just find it, I'd be able to help him. So we brought him home from Sacred Heart just above the dialysis level. And um, I started to, I turned first of all just to my faith mm-hmm. and was just, you know, God show me. I have no idea what to do, but this just can't be. I, I need to find a way to help him. And um, I went with impressions. One of the first things I gave him was garlic. His um, He was on an adult blood pressure medication. There were times he needed help to walk because of the side effects. So I started with garlic and then um, just looked for books. I didn't know how to use the internet. This was early or late 1997. Um, 
So I turned to books, reading everything I could get my hands on and just trying to learn um, what is available naturally to help him. And herbs really stood out to me as being a possibility. So um, I started to give him just some simple things um, like buku extract. I found out it was easier to get him to take liquid extracts of herbs than it was to give him like you know, open a capsule, mix it in applesauce, convince him his life depends on taking this. Mm-hmm. And the liquids were really such a gift in those early days. And um, so what I started with were just very simple extracts for him. The garlic kept that up. Um, found some combinations of herbs from a company called Wish Garden Herbs that um, just simply... I think the name of one was kidney toner, and I bought that, and and it it took a while. It took close to a year to really have, um, you know, significant improvement, but very faithful, very regular, three times a day, giving him what I knew to give him, and eventually his kidney function came back to 90%. So um, needless to say, I was a very happy mom. And he had a chance now to normal life. Um, my pediatrician was wonderful. He was from Sandpoint, Idaho. And he helped me to understand that, you know, giving him a little bit of, of a remedy was better. You know, doing that oftener throughout the day mm-hmm. rather than just once or twice would help him. So little tips like that helped us as well. Um, for the next 12 years, he... Um, thrived, grew normally. They had said he would never grow, you know, Mm -hmm. because of how badly his kidneys were damaged. But um, he's about a foot taller than I am now. Which you're pretty tall. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing great. Has Um, he had to go get regular testing for his kidneys? Yes, we were very, you know, very regular testing in the early days right when we brought him home from the hospital it was twice a week I had to take him in to make sure he was stable and as he gradually started to improve you know they dropped it off to every month and um, every time it was just a little bit better just a little bit better a little bit better it was so encouraging Um, at one point his pediatrician said okay I want you to stop giving him everything you're giving him and then let's do a blood test in six weeks. I want to know if what you're doing is really healthy. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And I took him back. And there was a very significant decrease in his kidney function. So um, I remember him just saying, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing more than we can do for him. Wow. So it was great to have his support. Wonderful. That's an awesome story. It really is. It really opened um just took me into what I call the amazing, miraculous world of herbs and mm-hmm. natural healing with them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I was stunned. And so from that, really, um, Mountain Meadow Herbs came out of that. Mm-hmm. Just had family, friends were asking, okay, I've got this going on. Can you put something together that will help me? Mm-hmm. And um, I found that... I'm very fond of combinations of herbs. I think you can create very powerful remedies by 
you know, using herbs that will stimulate an organ and then include some that are very nourishing, um, that will cleanse and protect and um, just had amazing success. And my sister-in-law called one day and she's like, you know, we really want another baby. It's been two years. It's just not happening. What can you do? So um, I just, you know, did the research using my books and I'd found a great software program, HyperHealth. And, um, you know, I think it's really just a gift I've been given to be able to pull it together. Mm-hmm. So I put together this combination of herbs and send it to her and, you know, was just hoping to hear something back. And six weeks later, she called me and said, I've been taking it every day and I had a positive pregnancy test today. Wow. <laughs> she has a beautiful little girl. And Wonderful. Those, you know, those successes were what really kept me going. Mm-hmm. And I, I love what I do. And so you started, like, making, was your kitchen covered with tincture yeah, bottles? <laughs> were you buying alcohol yeah, like crazy? <laughs> it was it was a joke at the local alcohol store every time I walked in. <laughs> Some of the roots and bark, um, you almost have to use some alcohol to really get those beneficial properties. I used um, glycerin, alcohol, and distilled water. Um, Avoided alcohol as much as possible, but there were times, you know, it just had to be used. But yes, Mm -hmm. it was was a joke. Um, Now, of course, it comes in in big 50-gallon drums Mm -hmm. compared to them. But yes, started in my kitchen. Um, the garage, we eventually turned into a lab of sorts and had it approved and inspected. And um, Nathan really was the one who first saw it as a business. For me, it was a hobby that I loved. And um, yeah, it ended up being a very, a very wonderful business. That's so wonderful. Yeah, I know you've been around a long time. Um, so what are herbs and how do they work? Basically, to me, herbs are plants. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can include trees, the fruits um, of bushes, trees, plants. Um, I've thought about, you know, what would the world be like without all these green things around us? I just can't imagine. But they're such amazing gifts for healing. Um... And I'm sorry, what was the rest of the question? Um, And how do they work? How do they work? Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's something we'll ever fully understand. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I found they worked best in liquid form for my son. Again, I think they're there to to heal. They've been provided, given to us for healing, for strengthening for our bodies. It's very interesting how rich in nutrients they are. Um, you know, I, I don't have a degree or have officially studied herbs, Mm -hmm. um, but they're fascinating. So to say exactly how they work, Mm -hmm. um, in simple language, I would say they're used to stimulate parts of the body. They're very nourishing. They can be used to cleanse, Mm Um, and protect. Milk thistle is a great example of an herb that can protect the liver from a lot of very damaging toxins. 
So those to me are the four things that, or the four ways that herbs work. Okay. Does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. Well, so many current common uh, medicines were based off the plants. And they still are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, part of what saddens me at times is just the way the industry works, you know. you can't necessarily patent an herb, and so there's all these synthetic um, ways of trying to replicate what nature does and make a lot of money off of it. I think modern medicine definitely has its place in our lives. They, it saved my son's life. Um, but at the same time, we shouldn't have, you know, ignore what nature has to offer in terms of herbal remedies. They're my favorite. I use supplements as well. Coenzyme Q10 is very, you know, I think a very important supplement. But um, does that come from plants? I don't. I've heard of it and take it, but I don't know exactly <laughs> where it's you know, from. I'm not exactly sure myself what, okay. what, how it's made, mm-hmm. what it's from. I just know it's mm-hmm. in every cell of your body and mm-hmm. has some amazing benefits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what are some of the ways you can take herbs? Well, there's different ways. Tea is probably my favorite. I drink tea every day. Do you um, drink coffee too? I'm not much of a coffee drinker. Do you think coffee is is uh, is really bad for you? Um, I really don't think coffee in itself, the coffee beans. I mean, I grew up on in Costa Rica with my dad having coffee plants and oh. helping pick it, and they're beautiful. They taste great. Probably where the damage is done is in the process and a lot of chemicals are used. Um, I do drink a bit of decaffeinated coffee every now and then just because I like it. Mm -hmm. But I'm a big tea drinker. I'm a big tea fan. Um, So you can do teas or infusions is how they're referred to often in herbal books is as an infusion. Um, extracts are liquid um, those generally liquid those are my favorite when someone's sick or you need you know to correct an issue in your health there's capsules that would be next in my opinion is being most effective there's no binders sometimes there's fillers used in capsules mm-hmm. uh, which I'm not a fan of um, tablets are generally not as effective because of all the binders that are used and your body just has a bit of difficulty really digesting mm-hmm. very well. So those are the most common ways herbs are taken. Of course, there's, you know, marijuana has different uses. I've never gotten into that. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the main ways that you can take them. What, um, what do you... As far as when you make a tincture, can you take us through how you make a tincture? Like a certain tincture? What about a pregnancy tincture? Okay. Um, Processes vary. Um, There are um, lots of different ways to make a tincture or an extract. Mm -hmm. Um, What I developed that worked very well was kind of my own proprietary way of doing it. And um, I gave away the right to explain that when I sold the company. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't really tell you exactly how we make them. Um, They're very effective, I believe very potent based on the results people get. 
So you can soak herbs in alcohol, yes. or can you soak them in glycerin too then, or does you that just... You can. You have more of a risk of, you know, some microbial things developing if you do it that way, in okay. my opinion. Um, you know, there's very simple ways. Um, you can find out a lot online. Mm-hmm. Um, some take up to two weeks. Mm-hmm. There's different processes. What about an oil infusion? I've tried to make a yarrow oil infusion, yarrow oil and then infusion. I go back and it's all moldy. What yeah, did I do exactly. wrong? And they were dry. Exactly. I tried to make sure they were really dry. Right. And usually, oil is not the best medium. Oh. Um, okay. it, it creates more of an anaerobic environment mm-hmm. where things can grow because there's no oxygen mm-hmm. coming okay. to it. So alcohol is, is this kind of a safe, alcohol foolproof? is pretty foolproof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, thanks. That's interesting. Um, how can a woman utilize herbal therapy in pregnancy, labor, delivery, and postpartum? It's actually a subject that's very close to my heart. Oh, is it good? My, um, my mother-in-law was a midwife for 30 years. Okay. And she really is the one who um, got me started, you know, making combinations of herbs to sell for other people outside of just family and friends um, she loved herbs and was very into um, using them in her practice so I remember at Christmas time in, in 2002 she came to me and said I know what you've done for Tristan and I see how well he's doing would you make some things that would help help me in my practice and she just listed off a few things and the first one she said was I would really like something that would make childbirth easier. Mm-hmm. And she served uh, four very large Amish communities in Michigan. And Amish women have lots of babies. So she wanted a way to just make childbirth easier. And and I had an old uh, midwifery manual. You might be familiar with it. Um, Polly Block's book. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's, I did her class. You did her class. <laughs> Wonderful. So there's a recipe in there they're called the PG formula. And I took that and did um, quite a bit of research on each one of the herbs and made some changes just based on more modern, what we know now that we didn't know back then on more modern research. And um, sent her, I think the first order was like 10 bottles and, you know, hand wrote the labels, sent them to her and and, you know, heard back within a few months that it's really a wonderful product that, you know, the husbands are as happy as the wives. Um, what she noticed most was shorter labor, um, a faster recovery time, um, happier babies, and a lot less pain, which is very important. I had... Um, 17 and 24-hour labors with my first two babies, and it was intense. So um, I used this combination of herbs myself when I had my last two and went from that kind of labor to six and four hours. So oh. I was very happy. And this is called, is there a name for it? Yes. I named it the Gentle Birth Formula okay. because I was hoping it would make birth more gentle. Mm-hmm. To me, what I had experienced was very, very intense, and um, thankfully, it's turned out to be to be that way. Um, I have a lot of testimonies, and if you want, I, I can would share love. One. I would love to hear some. So, um, I, 
These are all in a book I've written called um, A Mother's Guide to Herbal Extract, Saving Tristan. Uh, so one of my favorite ones is from this lady named Catherine. Um, I just wanted to sing the praises of gentle birth formula. When, with my first child, I had to be induced a week late, and the labor was long, 14 hours. Horrendously painful and absolutely not the birth experience I wanted. I had to get three epidurals, which I really didn't want, and pushed for almost two hours to deliver a six-pound, 11-ounce girl. When I was pregnant with my second child, I discovered gentle birth formula and began taking it at, six, at 36 weeks, a little late. I ended up going into labor five days early, and the whole birthing process, from waking up with contractions five minutes apart to delivering, was less than six hours. We were only in the hospital for an hour and a half before the baby was born. I was able to deliver with no pain medication and push for approximately 10 minutes to deliver an 8-pound, 12-ounce baby boy. It was amazing and exactly what I hoped my birth would be. I credit gentle birth with helping me have the drug-free, fast delivery that I always hoped for. Thank you so much, Catherine. So, uh, those are some of my favorite testimonies. Mm -hmm. uh, where I work at Mountain Meadow Herbs, we have a daily huddle, and we always share a testimony from a customer. And sometimes parents will call us the day they deliver to thank us for the formula. Oh wow! And that's always a very happy day. Do, do you um, you guys ship like all over the world now? Yes, um, we have a fairly significant amount of international business. Most of the international side is Canada. Okay. But Europe is expanding, especially with um, Dr. Edmund being from, from Europe, and he has other um, dietary supplement businesses besides Mountain. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to my next question is, um, how do, where does the herb, you said they were your favorite therapy. So how do yeah. they fall in that gamut of like, like homeopathy, essential oils, which are yes. close to herbs? If you could right. speak to that, homeopathy, which you said you, you I don't know how much I you know about that. No, very little. Okay. Yeah. How does, and supplements, just regular right. supplements, yeah. or how does that all, how does it all fit, fit together? together for you? Mm -hmm. You know, I think the most important thing a mom can do is just educate herself. Mm -hmm. There is so much information out there. There's so many studies that have been done. Again, I have to go back to my favorite software program. It's like this room being full of books. And you can search it by condition, and, or you can put an herb in there, and it'll tell you what it's good for. What's it called again? Hyper Health. Okay. Um, and we can, you can certainly call us, and we can give you access to it or tell you where to find it. Um, the beauty of that program also is, is for example, if you put in um, you know, lactation, you're having a hard time having enough milk for your baby, mm -hmm. it will give you all the dietary supplements, all the herbs, and even the foods that you should focus on eating while you're having this issue. Um, I think they fit together very well. I use essential oils some. I'm not as familiar with those as I am with, with herbal extracts. Mm -hmm. But for example, if my children are coughing, I'll use um, a combination of, of essential oils. You know, rub it on their chest, put it on the bottoms of their feet, and just come at it from every angle I can to avoid the doctor's office. And give them tea? Is I that how you, tea. what do you do for kids, yeah. tea? 
Yeah. With what kind of sweetener do you do or none? I'm a big fan of raw honey. Okay. I love raw yeah. honey. Uh-huh. And um, so, yeah. Except in children under one. Under we're one, not you would want that, right? to. Mm-hmm. Um, supplements, vitamins, amino acids, those are also all very important parts of staying healthy naturally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you can just become confident enough to try things and find what works, um, it's so empowering. You know, if you can avoid going to the doctor's office after having been up all night with a baby with an earache, if you know what to do mm-hmm. and your cupboard is stocked with the things that you're going to need when the need comes up is so much easier. So my big, um, my big motivation in writing the book I wrote was really that the story would inspire moms to just learn what it takes to keep your family healthy naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, of course, was faced with um, a much more serious um, condition with my son than I hope most moms will ever need to. But, um, you know, it's kind of like if I can figure this out, you can, you can figure it out. Do your kids feel like they don't ever get to go to the doctor's office and they're getting chips somehow? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my, my six-year-old had chicken pops a year ago, and he got a terrible respiratory infection right after he was done with the chicken pop. And it scared me enough that I took him in. Mm-hmm. And it was on the weekend, he had a high temperature, and, you know, they were talking to him and, and you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And one of them asked me, well, do you have um, a nebulizer, I believe it was. Is that what you use mm-hmm. with asthma? And he looks up and says... An inhaler. An mm-hmm. inhaler. Mm-hmm. That's what he asked, the doctor asked me if I have. And before I could answer, my six-year-old says... Oh, no, we only have herbs and nasties at our house. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how my kids were. They always got tinctures and teas growing up. And I'm like going, we don't want to take any more of that nasty stuff. (laughs) But they actually prefer, even my six-year-old really, you know, he was sick last weekend with tonsillitis. And his temperature was so high that I had to bring it down. And I, I... managed to get Tylenol into him, but the whole time he's protesting. I want herbs, Mom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they get used to whatever you present to them as the way to stay healthy. Um, is there any other formula? I, I, wanted, I wanted you to know, I took a, a thing to, I was a little bit anemic, so okay. I took your iron tincture, oh, and I was just so impressed with how, like, thick it was and how just great. it was just chock full of, Good stuff, I could oh, tell. Yeah. And I was going to test my hemoglobin. You know, I took it for about a month. Right. And then I was going to retest my hemoglobin, but I, I wasn't able to get that done. So we'll have to do that soon and, and right. see how much it came up. But um, I really enjoyed taking it. I really Thank liked it. It was you. wonderful. Um, I was going to ask you something else about what what about what's what are some other things in pregnancy women can do? Is there anything else or is there mainly uh-huh. did you mainly touch on it with the general birth? Oh, there's there's so much that's Formula. available for mm-hmm. pregnancy. I think it's such a special time when you really get to almost cooperate with God in a miracle and mm-hmm. there's so much available to help with, you know, the discomforts that go with being pregnant. You know, the first trimester, you've got all often all the throwing up happening. Um, ginger is an amazing gift for that. Um, fresh ginger and dry ginger. 
If you can take extracts or teas from both of those together, they work better. They work very well. Um, so we have a combination. And, you know, we used to call it morning balm. But we had to change the name. So it's now called Stomach Aid. And it has fennel, a bit of fennel extract, the two ginger extracts, and a bit of peppermint in it. And that's really a great one to take. Oh, for nausea. For nausea. Oh, good to know. The other, you know, kind of theory I have on why we get so sick in that first trimester is that our body is trying to make a really clean, healthy place for, you know, the new baby to grow in. And, and some of that is some detoxification happening. So um, I have a combination that I developed just for pregnant or nursing moms to support the liver. And we hear back um, some pretty neat testimonies from women who take that with the stomach aid. It's called Liver Glow 2 um, and can really help ease that. Um, other things you hear from moms a lot is, is backache. Um, cramping, all of those are, to me, are indications you need some more calcium. Mm -hmm. So we have a really great herbal calcium that's a favorite with pregnant moms who have back aches, aches and pains, just tired. Oh, so you have things. a tincture? Right. Oh, what, can you tell us what, an herb in that? Yes, um, there's skull cap, really. Basically what I did was take the herbs that are very high in calcium, mm -hmm very high in magnesium, and that also have silicone in them. Mm -hmm. So it's um, horsetail, chamomile, skullcap. Um, I'm sorry, I can't name them all. Mm -hmm. There's, I developed about 40 formulas over the years. I know um, nettle is pretty high. Nettle calcium. is in there. Mm -hmm. um, so just really a nourishing combination. That sounds good. I'm tired of that chalky calcium yeah. liquid. Maybe I'm going to try some tincture now. <laughs> Sounds good. I love alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> and that one is alcohol free. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of pregnant moms love that. Um, let's see, what else? Well, you mentioned anemia is very common in pregnancy. Mm -hmm. The herbal iron is a favorite for bringing those lives. Have you seen it work pretty good? Oh, yes. A lot of testimonies. That was one of the formulas my mother in law requested. And, you know, we worked on it together and got it to where it worked pretty quickly. Mm hmm. I used it for my son. Um, part of kidney failure is anemia. Mm -hmm. And he never took the erythropoietin that is normally prescribed for kidney failure to keep your iron level. Um, let's see. So postpartum, there's, of course, your what about in What about in delivery? Not, delivery? not so much. Okay. Not so much in that. The, just the general birth formula. Okay. Just like, so I don't really have... Um, Okay, sometimes blue cohosh is mm -hmm, used true. to, you know, get really get the contractions going. You know, we hear some stories that I wouldn't recommend what women have done with gentle birth formula, like <laughs> drink half the bottle to get the contractions going. I don't recommend that, mm -hmm. but that has happened. Mm -hmm. um, so you can definitely use blue cohosh during labor. I think some of the calming herbs can be great, you know, for anxiety. Um, skull cap is very calming. It's a great one to take during during labor. Um, I never like taking Tylenol for after pains. So cramp bark is really great for after delivery. To just is that why they call it cramp bark? Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we have a combination called After Pain Relief that has crab bark in it. Okay. That my mother-in-law also loved in her practice. Oh. Or just I used it a lot after my babies. Just kind of carried it with me, you know, when you're nursing those first few weeks, it always kicks in. Mm -hmm. And I would just take a few droppers full mm -hmm. and feel better. And then so on into the postpartum. What about for hemorrhage? For hemorrhage? Um, that you can think of. Shepherd's Purse and Yarrow are pretty good for that. Of course, I always, you know, careful with hemorrhaging. Mm -hmm, of course. Do you, so do you all do the separate tinctures down there, or did you have a blend for that? We did. We do have a blend for that. It's available to midwives only. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't so, think I knew that. Yeah. Which is that formula? Um... It's called herbal hemostat, uh -huh. and it's a combination of herbs to stop a hemorrhage. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And then into the put, and then so. So those are the main mm -hmm. ones for like pregnancy delivery. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have to touch on breastfeeding. Breastfeeding, yes. that's right. Um, that can be a big deal for moms who really want to nurse. Um, and it was definitely one that we were getting a lot of requests for. Um, you know, not having enough milk can be a result of several issues. Your body has to produce enough prolactin to really stimulate, to really make milk. Mm -hmm. It can be the stress of, I mean, your life changes so drastically when you have a new baby. So I did put together a combination of herbs to, to just, okay, so if you've got a low prolactin level, Vitex or Chase Tree Berry Extract is wonderful to normalize it. What I love about that herb is it's not going to um, overstimulate, you know, it just brings balance. So the, the Maxi Milk, the formula for breastfeeding has Chase Tree Berry in it. I also included herbs that are traditionally and also have some good research to make, um, just help your body make more and richer milk. Uh, Scott Blessed Thistle is one of the herbs in there. Um, Maxi Milk. Okay. Maxi I've seen milk. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, do we have that one up here? Do we mind? I think we do. There's about four or five herbs that are used just simply to make richer milk. Alfalfa is one and of them. And fennel. Fennel is mm -hmm. in there. And um, then also just a calming, you know, just to help mom relax. So mm -hmm. there's a bit of skull cap in there. And that's the beauty of the combinations is you can address multiple things that may be contributing to the problem with just one bottle of extracts instead of, you know, that particular product I think has 12 extracts in it. So, um, yeah, we get really great testimonies on that. Um, I have one of those I could share with you oh, as well. Um, this is, and this is a lady I met personally who came to tell me how well it worked for her and her name is Mrs. Gingrich. This is my seventh baby. In the past I've never had much milk and my babies did not gain well. I decided I would give Maxi Milk a good try. I now have more than enough milk and my baby is so chubby and happy. I actually cut back on the amount I was taking as my little girl was gaining 11 ounces per week. Wow. <laughs> Wonderful. So that would be good probably for moms who like around six, seven months and they start losing exactly. supply too. Exactly. I have a mom at four months that consistently loses supply at yeah. four to five months. It's a great product to try. 
and if you're really wanting to nurse your baby, and a lot of moms are, there's so much, you know, even doctors nowadays are saying it's the best way to mm -hmm. go. Makes a lot of sense economically as well. It's like you have really a lot of preparations for women in the childbearing it realm. Is. <laughs> it is. It is. You, um, you. It's my favorite really part of what we do although I have a very soft spot for anyone with kidney issues mm -hmm. you know just because of having gone through that with my son mm -hmm. um, but that's really who we serve as moms mm -hmm. moms with families and we're very privileged and honored to do that so how do you recommend they give their can children take tinctures oh yes how do you how does a mom do that for her children you know, I used to put it in a little bit of water and get them to drink it. And I found for my kids, the easiest way is you just put it in their mouth with the dropper. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, there are, I'm big on keeping my children, um, you know, I don't like parasites. Nobody really likes to talk about it, but they really are more a part of our lives than I think most of us recognize. Okay. Mm -hmm. The herbs for parasites are terribly bitter. But even that particular combination called Pararid, um, they've just gotten used to taking. And children respond very, very quickly to herbs. Um, it's amazing how their young bodies just seem to take it in and you mm -hmm. get a very quick response. Um, I have my little arsenal of, you know, as soon as they have symptoms of a cold or a flu coming on, you know, they know what's coming next. This mom's going to pull the herbal extracts out, and we'll get that and some vitamin C. And, you know, most of the time they don't get terribly sick. Mm -hmm. My medicine cabinet was always just tincture bottle. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I really didn't know in the beginning how much more effective they are, but... Dr. Terry Willard from the Wild Rose um, College in Alberta, he's written some great books on herbs, and he talks about the liquid extracts and the tinctures, and, you know, in his work, he found them to be about 70% more effective than a capsule or a tablet. And I think they're just so easy to give to kids. Mm -hmm. Liquid. You know, mm -hmm. just that liquid. They get used to it. Um, so yeah. do you feel like... Um that God gave us everything that we need to stay healthy and to heal ourselves with plants? You know, I think in most cases, mm -hmm. He has given us mm -hmm. a large, to a large degree, what we need. Mm -hmm. You know, there are times like for my son, you know, I don't think there's anything in the plant world that would have taken that blockage out that, you know, grew before he was even born. So I think mm -hmm. that surgeries at times are a gift from him as well mm -hmm. you know and he's given that wisdom i think gifted surgeons are, are definitely a blessing Absolutely. for women that need a c-section yeah, and stuff like there are that. times mm -hmm. when you need it. Mm -hmm. but for healing in itself you know when the problem's been corrected i really think it exists in the plants around us mm -hmm. well, thank you so much for joining us i've learned a lot and i'm just um I'm reminded about how many preparations that you have right. that they have at Mountain Meadow Herb, and you're right. still a part of that company. So, right. um, yeah, I'll have to be checking back into that. And, sure. Yeah. Um, 
And a great, and if you want to know more, I brought a copy of my book. Okay. Um, I write about almost all of them in here. Where do you get and the herbs? Where do they get them? Where do we get them? Okay. Um, well, the most exciting thing that's happened this year is we actually have started to grow our own. That's been a dream for so many years. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm very, very excited. We're able to start to grow um, some of the endangered ones that are very valuable. Um, really, what we have comes from around the world, mm -hmm. mostly sourced from a company in Oregon. Mm -hmm. And we have various suppliers that we've built really good relationship with. They, you know, bring the herbs in. You know, some only will grow in Asia. There's some that only grow in a rainforest. So um, we try to take, um, to choose if we have the option, we choose the plants that are grown in the United States. Um, but that's not always possible. So that's mm -hmm. where they come from. There's over 200. Out there? You're out there that we make extracts from, you mm -hmm. know, leaves, roots, bark, fruit, mm -hmm. all of that. Interesting. Are you going to be growing that, that out there at that facility? What we can. Mm -hmm. um, the, the one I'm the most excited about is false unicorn. It's an endangered herb and um, a bit difficult to grow, but we've been blessed to have um, an herbalist who knows how to grow this come in and offer to help us get started. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you want to give the address of the facility? Yes, we're on the cutoff between um, Summers and Big Fork on Highway 83. There's a nice big sign there. We'd love to see you. Mm -hmm. And open pretty Good hour. What are the hours? Yes, Monday through Friday from 8 to 5. Um, you have to excuse the construction that's happening right now. We're um, going to be opening an herbal cafe, mm -hmm. a conference center. Um, maybe you can utilize it even someday, wow. but a small conference center, and then a, an herbal store where all our products will be out there and some dietary supplements as well. Exciting. So, um, but we so it is open to the public. Then. It is open to the public, absolutely. Um, it's just not real. Um, it's not the way we want to present ourselves to the community yet. But you will get good service and we'll help you in every way. I thought it was, quite, it was quite nice when Did I stopped you? in. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. I right. could see what you mean, like you want to make it. We want to make it more mm -hmm. accessible. We've kind of got that little room tucked away where. Lots of tinctures. Lots of tinctures. Yeah. yeah. Neat. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. So thank you for having me. So now we're going to turn to Michelle and we're going to have a discussion about homeopathy. So, another self trained person here. <laughs> oh, um, so how long have you been using homeopathy? Um, pretty much since I started practicing, um, so a good 36 years. Wow. 37 years of mm -hmm. using them. Um, I'm attracted to um, homeopathics similar to tinctures because I think they all, all plants have properties. Um, the difference with uh, homeopathics is that it is just the essence of the original plant or substance that it was made from. Um, so the theory is that likes cure likes. Mm -hmm. Um, there is a lot of controversy on homeo 
Octopy, whether it truly works, um, a lot of people say it's just a placebo effect. Um, but I truly have seen it work, um, especially in labors, um, uh, specifically Arnica. I, I, I really like Arnica when mm -hmm. the cervix is swollen. I can see good results. Um, if I didn't give her any Arnica, then she'd probably go on to have, you know, prolonged labor or go on to have a cesarean because mm -hmm. we can't get the swelling done. Um, <clears throat> but uh, basically the way that um, homeopathics are made is they take the original property of the plant and they keep diluting it down. And like, like, like an extract? Similar to, yeah, like an extract. Um, mm -hmm. And then they mix it either with alcohol or distilled water and they um, shake it vigorously. There's a machine that shakes it, and then they dilute that process of down. So when you see something that's marked 30C or 200, it's that's been diluted down that many times. Um, wow. So that, that's a lot. That there, so that really there is no original footprint of, of that plant left. But the shaking vigorously is to get the energy released or yeah. the essence? Um, it's called succussion. Succussion. Hmm. And, and, and in that process um, and the dilution that the property is somehow released into it. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. Huh? There's not like science. So what do scientists say about it? Or, I mean, is this just kind of snake weird? oil? <laughs> <laughs> Who thought of this? Do you know that? Oh, I actually, a, um, it, I think about 200 years ago is actually when there was a physician who, but I don't remember his name mm -hmm. or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't studied up on it in a long yeah. time. But, you just know it works. and wow. um, It doesn't work for everybody, though. Mm -hmm. um, I think some people, same with herbs, you know, some people's constitution, herbs either work or they don't work. I think that's also true with uh, homeopathics. So um, what form, I always just their little white pill. What is that actually made of? It's like a little sugar pill. Okay. Um, and so you, it it's, can easily, um, certain oils, peppermints, um, they negate out the properties. So if you were to have just brushed your teeth and then take a homeopathic pill, basically you, you might as well just throw it down the toilet because mm -hmm. it doesn't, mm -hmm. um, basically yeah changes mm -hmm. the formula of it at all and so it's not even so when's the same. it when is it a good time to take um and where well you can take you can repeat homeopathics quite often if you are treating like say someone had a swollen cervix during labor i would actually repeat it like every 15 minutes but not if she just had a big glass of mint tea so she would at least 30 minutes be, you know, after having tea then or brushing your teeth with the mint oil. And you would put it in her mouth? Under her tongue and she just oh, I thought you, Did you say about, you'd put it on her cervix? No. Oh, I misunderstood you. Okay. It's so you put it in her mouth. mouth. I see. Yeah. Okay. So they're all little um, tiny, either granular or little pearls mm -hmm. of the, the product. And they and all go under your tongue? Oh, yeah, this, until they dissolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're easy to give to infants because they're so tiny that they can't choke on them. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also that if your child came across the little cute little tube of 
arnica pills, if they were to eat them all, it's not going to harm them. Mm-hmm. What are they have some unusual names, don't they? They well, they're mostly they're if they're yeah, um, like simisifuga. What is that? That's black cohosh. So is that that's like the, the Latin? botanical? Oh, Latin I see. Name. Okay, um, but some of them. Well, I, my uh, most of the ones I use are, are all the botanical names, um, but you, um, well, onion. They make um, for someone who has allergies. The homeopathic is made out of onion, and so I, what I think the botanical name of an onion is alum. I mm. think I can't remember, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure. I see. Um, <clears throat> so the ones that I like to use most specifically are arnica because it's great for. Bruising, swelling, injury. You use that in babies, too, that mm-hmm. maybe have, like... Well, if they have a cap it on their head mm-hmm. or... Subtle hematoma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I would use that. Um, Colophyllum, um, which is blue cohosh, is really good for someone who is having an irritable uterus early on in their pregnancy. It actually will relax the uterus. Mm-hmm. If they're in labor, it will strengthen the contractions, but if, it's, if they're not truly in labor, it will actually relax the uterus. We do you send that home with them? Mm-hmm. Do they purchase it from you? They can, no, yeah. normally I, I don't actually carry, I have my whole homeopathic kit that I have for pregnancy and birth, but if I tell them specifically, oh, you should try this, and they would go to, with these or whatever, and buy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do that. most health food stores carry these, uh-huh. even the organic? Yeah. Natural mm-hmm. grocery does. Natural grocery, yeah. um, Third Street, up in Whitefish, okay. in Mountain okay. Valley. Um, and then um, chamomile um, in the homeopathic is really great for the afterbirth contractions. Um, you just wouldn't want to use it in the first 24 hours because it relaxes the uterus so much that she might bleed heavier. But otherwise, after, after 24 hours, it's great for the contractions. Oh, good to know. Okay. Um, have any more? Well, another favorite of mine is antimonium tart. Um, it's great for giving to the baby um, if it's really raspy and, and you can tell it has fluid in its lungs or really, you know, it's post-date. In the so throat. That, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it really will clean out their rattly chest quite quickly. Mm, just one dose. Mm-hmm. So how often do you repeat doses? Um, well, for the... Antimonial tart, I probably would only do once, but for an irritable uterus, um, I would have the mom take it, you know, maybe three doses. Usually after four doses in a row, then it's not going to have any effect. If it's not going to calm the uterus down, then you, you would stop at four doses. Mm-hmm. So, so more is not better. Mm-hmm. Oh, same with herbs. Okay. I, you know, when, we, when I recorded the placenta uh, encapsulation podcast... I was wondering, you know, I, I've been wondering if that's how that works, because we, we know that placenta, giving a mom placenta, you know, stops their bleeding so effectively. We've talked about that uh-huh. on the birth on the birth story podcast. But um, do you think that's a homeopathic principle where it's because it just takes a little bit? I'm just wondering if that's almost like a... No, I think it's different because the placenta, placenta would be more like a tincture because it's so potent and strong. I see. So, so that I little piece has mm-hmm. so much, you know, oxytocin in it mm-hmm. that it's would be more of the principle of a tincture. I see. Okay. You could probably make placenta tincture okay. and give it to a mom too. 
And would do the same thing. You can. You can. She yeah. talked about that. Yeah. Um, so how do you, how, first of all, how effective, give me like a percent of you would say that you, how many times do you use it that you actually see it do what you wanted it to do? Uh, almost always for a swollen cervix. Okay. Um, but I would repeat that, you know, three or four times within every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the antimonium tart I've always seen work. Um, but, you know, I don't give it to that many babies, so it's just the ones that mm-hmm. um, are having problems. The colophyllum I have seen work for the irritable uterus. Um, I don't see it work very well for making stronger contractions, even though that's what it's supposed to do. But that maybe only works, you know, a small percentage of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Like podium, um, I've seen work if a mom really is complaining about constipation in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, What's that called? Like a podium, L-Y. Mm. Um, that usually always works. What kind of herb is that? No, I don't know what oh, that one okay. is. <laughs> okay, so that's good for constipation. Um, and then hypericum, um, which is like St. Uh, Witch Hazel, or mm-hmm. it's hypericum St. John's Wort. I'm confused. Well, I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's really good for if the mom has had tears, and I see that one work, or they're having, you know, they're having radiating pain from having a tear. I see. Or an episiotomy. Hmm. Or tel- even tailbone pain. Hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so when you, we have herbal stuff we can do, we have essential oil stuff we can do. When do you know to use homeop- homeopathy, and also where does that fall in your preference, your, your preference of using it with all those, with other therapies that we have to use? Um, my first choice is always to use tinctures. Mm-hmm. And then if that's not working, then I move on to homeopathics. Mm-hmm. But I would always, I, I would use homeopathics, um, before I would use tinctures like on an, on an infant or newborn, such as the antimonium tart, if there's a raspiness. I don't, I don't, not sure that there is a safe herb to get a, ba- a baby to mm-hmm, exactly. at that point. Mm-hmm. So it kind of really just depends on what the circumstance is. I mean, I know that if I have a swollen cervix, um, I wouldn't try herbs because I know what the arnica is going to work. So in those circumstances, I would choose the homeopathic mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And arnica is actually, you can't take arnica by mouth unless it's in a homeopathic because it's toxic mm-hmm. and it's poisonous. Mm-hmm. So you can't use arnica as a tincture by mouth, only topically on the skin for cuts and bruises and such. So you have to be very careful when you tell someone to take arnica. Interesting, because... A homeopathic <laughs> arnica only. Good to know that. Because <laughs> it, grows, it grows really well here, and I've looked at it, and I thought, hmm, you can make a tincture. <laughs> but to use in a salve would be fine, yes. yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. you just wouldn't take it by mouth. Right. Orally. Um, and uh, borax is another... Boric acid is a really good one in homeopathics, because if the baby has thrush, you can actually give the baby... Boric acid homeopathically, but you couldn't give the borax uh-huh. capsules to a baby. Right, of course. Okay. 
Okay. Um, so that's what's fun about alternative therapies is you can use kind of a combination of everything. Mm-hmm. With the same with, you know, mm-hmm. throw in essential oils there too. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Well, thank you so much for talking about that. You're welcome. It's nice to chat with you again. Goodbye.